So endurance training may sound intimidating, but I am here to tell you that you can do this if you're willing, if you're willing to prepare and do the things you need to do to be at your very best. You're not gonna go out there and run 26.2 miles or do a triathlon if you are not giving yourself the self-care that you need. So this is a great excuse, if you will, to make that happen. So I, uh, I just definitely wanna keep you motivated. So here we go. Welcome to episode three of A Better Way to Heal podcast. I'm Dr. Rachel Gregg, and this is a show where I will be sharing with you tips on how to improve your overall health and wellness, your fitness, and your mindset with a focus on proactive medicine. Each week, I'll bring you valuable information and how you can start to change the trajectory of your health and wellness forever. So if you're ready, let's go. Hey guys, welcome to episode number three. I am, as always, super excited to be here. And in this episode, I'm getting back to my roots, people. And I'm not talking about my hair color either. (laughs) So... I'm getting back to something that I know a lot about because I have had a long past, a long relationship with running and endurance training. So I have had so many questions lately in regards to this. So I just felt I needed to listen to my people and I was compelled to do an episode that was just for for you, for you out there that are training for a long distance event. Um, we're headed into, you know, we're in that spring time. We're headed into that nice weather. And a lot of people have that on their mind. They have a goal race that they're, you know, pushing through um, to accomplish some goals. Maybe this summer, maybe late spring, whatever it may be. So this was perfect timing. And honestly, it kind of got me thinking more about my own um, my own goals. So I want to thank you. Um, the audience has spoken, so I'm going to listen. I am definitely listening to you. So thank you so much for tuning in. Um, as always, I value all of you and I'm very grateful for all of you and that can serve you in this, in this platform. So, um, a little bit of my history before I go on um, you know, what makes me qualified to talk about endurance training. So I started running when I was in eighth grade, when I was in high school, I ran cross country. I ran cross country throughout college as well as high school, college. Um, and I also did track as well through high school and college. And I had, I worked very hard and I was able to accomplish something that I really never thought I was going to accomplish um, I became an All-American in both cross-country and track multiple times. And, um, yeah, it was I was definitely a late bloomer, but I definitely had to work hard. And, you know, 
I think that's something you need to make sure that you're aware of, that when you're signing up for these races, these events, whatever it is that you're going for, just make sure that you realize that this is a commitment and it's, it's a great commitment and you, you know, you are going to be on such a beautiful journey and you're going to learn so much about yourself, uh, about what you can do. You're going to think, I don't know if I could ever run this or ever do a triathlon, but you're going to prove to yourself. And that's the coolest thing. It's maybe this is facing a fear for you, or maybe this is just something on your bucket list. Maybe it's always been on your heart and you just haven't done it until now. And, um, maybe you're still in that contemplation and maybe this Maybe this episode, maybe this podcast will take you over the edge. So that's cool too. I'm, I'm good with that. So I'm going to start, I'm going to dive into some of these questions. I've gotten a lot of great questions. Uh, I threw it out there to you guys. And, you know, if there are questions that don't get answered on this episode, like I want to hear from you. I want to hear from you and I want to support you. So but yeah, these are probably the most popular questions that I have received. Some of them I've received from multiple people. So hopefully these will be ones that kind of are, are burning for you too. So the first question I'm going to go over and answer, uh, what are some must-dos and healthy techniques for efficient long-distance running. So for those of you out there who are thinking about a marathon, who are thinking of a half marathon, maybe I even have some ultra marathoners listening, which is pretty cool. I've written uh, programs for people doing that as well. Um, or maybe it's a triathlon, and that could be an endurance depending on what distance that you're doing, um, whether the running is is super long or not. But this is, you know, I see value for this even and people that are starting from that couch, that couch to 5K, it's a, it's a switch. So you gotta you gotta put in some of the very same healthy techniques and do, you know do's for that as well. So I know back in my history of running, I wasn't always a great stretcher. Stretching is so important, um, and also foam rolling. Um, foam rolling, I don't know. Some of you may or may not have heard of it, but what happens with foam rolling, um, and definitely look it up if you haven't, is that it actually breaks up myofascial tissue. And what happens when you break up the, the tissue, the myofascial, it's like a spider web, that sticky, spidery web around your muscles. And when you break that up, you actually are able to uh, stretch your muscles and lengthen them. And that actually helps you, you know, if you think about if your legs are not as tight, you're getting a better stride, a more efficient stride for you. Everyone has a different stride and we're all made up differently. Our bodies, you know, are different, whether we have longer legs, longer torso, what, you know, our hips, females, our hips can be tilted differently. So um, that's something to consider. Um, you know, making sure, being mindful that you're staying relaxed, especially if you're a new runner it's you can get very uptight and like tired very quickly and what happens when you are tired and you kind of tense up you're actually constricting your airway and your lungs so keeping your upper body relaxed um when i was in high school our coach used to talk about you know putting our fingers together like maybe your middle finger to your thumb or your ring finger to your thumb and just that motion of swinging your your arms back and forth 
kind of hitting your thumb against your leg, kind of kept your arms lower. So sometimes when you're running, that's something you just have to kind of play back in your head. Um, just keeping that upper body relaxed, doing the head to toe assessment, breathing. Is everything relaxed? Am I tense anywhere? And just know that that tension is just going to fatigue you quicker. Um, hydrate, definitely um, drinking enough water, uh, half your body weight. And also, too, like, you know, some of this stuff is going to be repeated throughout some of these questions, but if you're hydrating during your training and you're training for an long event, make sure that you are incorporating electrolytes into that. You want to be getting in some of that magnesium, potassium, sodium, um, so your muscles aren't um, getting as tense as well. Um, so that's something you need to make sure that you're aware of, that you're not just drinking water if you're doing more than an hour of endurance training. Enough sleep. Sleep is critical to repair and rejuvenate your body. So make sure that you are, you know, getting that, you know, six to eight hours. You know, at least be getting six. And also strength. Um, this is another question that comes up. It's a super, super popular question about strength training and endurance training. What I'm going to say at this moment right now is definitely the stronger that you are and the more diverse you are in your training. So even if you are doing just running, you're just doing um, just you're doing half or a full marathon, you need to be strong overall. I'm going to tell you a personal experience I had this past fall. For those of you that are you know, more into the running, maybe you've heard of the Ragnar races, where they're an endurance event, a team endurance event. And I actually, at the 11th hour, was on a team. I, a girl that I knew got injured about two weeks before the event, and she asked me literally like a week and a half before if I would be interested or if I knew someone that was interested. And of course, me being me, I said, oh, that's me. I had not been running much, and I was going to be running like about 20 miles in a day, less than 24 hours. If it wasn't for having the strength that I did through what I'm doing in my other training, just not the cardio piece, but the strength piece, I never would have made it. And I saw mile times I had not seen since college. So it was really cool. Well, we'll get back to that strength training. Um, and maybe that's a question right now that you're like, yeah, I've been wondering that. Like, should I just be running and running and running and running? Or do I need to throw some that? We'll get there. <laughs> that's a great question. So what to eat during training runs and race day? So training for an endurance event, part of the training is actually learning those things that you your body will accept during those longer events. Um you definitely want to be, like I mentioned, taking in some electrolytes through uh, a sports drink. Try to get a sports drink that's not full of artificial sweeteners, colors, all of that. So if you have questions on that, I can guide you to a great product. Um, getting carbs and protein in, so you want to be making sure that you're getting um, quick burning carbs because your sugars, you know, your sugars are going to be going down. You want longer burning carbs and then you need protein. So 
back in the day when I did marathons, I was using those gel packs. And I'm telling you right now, those things were so rough on, on my stomach. And especially if I didn't drink appropriately, like right when I was using one, it was like, oh no, we got trouble. So what can I suggest to you? Um, you need to try things out. You need to be trying different um, protein bars as you're running. Um, you, I know you need small things that are going to um, fit in like your little fanny pack or, you know, um, having drop spots maybe on some of your training runs that like you drop food or, you know, things uh, ahead of time. And they're there for you, like when you run that course, you know, mile seven, you have something, you know, things like what I used to use sometimes too is peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. So I'm gluten-free, so I get gluten-free bread, but you're getting some protein, you're getting some fast-burning carbs with the jelly, and then um, if you're doing, you know, some wholesome breads, you're getting, you know, still burning a little bit fast, but not as fast as just the fruit in that jelly. So it's a good mix. But if you're mixing fiber and protein in with the carbs, that does slow down the rate in which your blood sugar goes up. So it's it's trial and error. Um, sometimes there's little chews that you can do. I have chews that I love that um, don't cause stomach upset. They do give me some energy. They do give me a little bit of calories, not a ton. Um, but those are always other options too. Um, and again, during your training run, you have to get fuel, no doubt. But it's also how you're fueling, you know, before, during, and after all your training runs. So you want to get a healthy mix of carbs and protein. And while you're while you're doing the training, while you're actually running um, or biking or whatever it is, you want to make sure that you're getting something that's a little bit higher in carbs. And, you know, because that's the fuel that you're using. And then after you're done, you want to build back up your um, your muscle stores, you, you know, your glycogen. So you're doing carbs, but you also want to get a good dose of protein. So it's finding those easily digested foods that you can do. But that's all very personalized, very specific to you. And it's something that you have to try. You know, you have to try things out to see what works for you. So, like I said, protein bars. Um, you know, some people even do like a hard-boiled egg. It is a protein source. But for some people, that is something that really agrees with them. Um, fruits and veggies are, you know, carbs as well. Um, so it's really planning out those training runs. Now, I know race day sometimes can be a little bit different. So you really got to find those foods that you can carry with you as much as possible. Um, or if you know the course that you're going to be running, having people strategically placed <laughs> on the course for you specifically. So there is a little bit of planning to this, no doubt about it. So, um, and I'm also happy too that if you have more questions about this, um, just because I, you know, can't spend as much time as I'd like to talking about this, but on um, on this episode. But really, um, I'd love to help you if this is something that you're struggling with, um, whether it's during the run, the training, or just in general. So there's so much, and again, 
we're all different species. We all are a science experiment of one. So, you know, it's just trial and error with some of this. So, yeah. Best ways to, what are the best ways to recover? Best ways to recover. Well, some of this is um, repeating what I've already said. It's hydrating well around the clock. You know, not just when you're training, but after you're done. The next days is after maybe your long run that week. Stretching, foam rolling. Those things are going to help you recover quicker. Um, your nutrition again this is why I to say like reach out to me because nutrition is such a broad um, term in a lot of ways it's not necessarily just what you're doing when you're actually moving your body if you're doing the right things you know all the other hours that you're not the eating and nutrition during the race is going to be that much easier because you're going to be building your body up so that's going to simplify um, that process as well. Um, healthy fats. Actually, I always recommend a good omega source. And again, that's something I can help you guide you with. Omegas are great at helping reduce inflammation. So, and that helps in recovery. If you can reduce inflammation in your body, and you will have inflammation just because of the nature of the beast, that is going to help you recover so much more quickly. Um, should you strength train? Oh my gosh. Yes. 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 And yes. Now I've had some like hardcore runners. And when I say hardcore, like I used to be that person. Like all I did was run. All I did. I don't, I was like, ain't got no time for that. I ain't not have time to do that stuff. I got to run and then run and then run some more. And um, <laughs> you need to strength strength train. I'm not saying you need to strength train to a point where you're getting these big bulgy muscles, but you got to train your your abs, your core. You got to train your hips. You got to strengthen those hips, um, and you have to have overall balance in all the muscles. You use certain muscles when you run repetitively. Boom, boom, boom. Well, what happens when those muscles fatigue? other muscle groups are called into play. And if all you're doing is running, you don't have the strength. Those muscles that don't do as much of the work when you're running fresh, the muscles that you call into play that never do anything, you're in trouble unless you've been strength training. And that's what I totally, like I said to you, I totally noticed doing this Ragnar race this past September I'm like, how did I do that? Like, I literally had not been running more than maybe once a week if I was running at all that week. So it was so crazy for me. Like, I got up to like five or six miles at a time just be and pushed through it because I knew mentally I needed to do that. But the, my strength training is what saved me. And I actually felt stronger during my last leg. I had the fastest splits. I had, you know, people afterwards like, wow, you were like killing it. And I'm like, I have no idea, but strength training, baby. I love it. I recommend it. I train people who are doing endurance events with strength training. So if that is something that you're just not sure of how to go about it, again, 
that's something that I can offer to you. It's something that is a definite. You need to do it. Um, you need to build those nuts and bolts. You need to build that foundation. You know, when you're putting up a house, you need that, you know, everything. Just the, the, the whole st structure of the house. You need the strongest nails to put it together. So that's what strength training is. Should I do speed intervals when I'm endurance training? So maybe some of you out there are like, no, you just run long and that's part of it. Um, but yes, you do need to do intervals. You need to get that speed because you're going to be wanting to hold a certain pace. So when I did my first marathon, I ran three days a week. I did a longer run. I did like an intermediate length run and then I did intervals. And sometimes as I went, maybe I ran four days a week and did two days of intervals. But intervals being something like go to a track and running repeats of like 400 or 800 meters um, to get those fast twitch muscles um, being used. So if you're just training your slow twitch, again, same thing with like the strength training, you want to incorporate as many muscle groups as you can. So you want your fast twitch, your slow twitch. You want all the strength that you can get. So you have all these different things in the bank. Um, you know, so you have all these the savings in your bank account, in those legs. You have everything. So when one thing's fatiguing, something else can be brought in and giving that a rest. And then and they'll, they'll, they synergistically work together. So definitely speed intervals, speed training, Definitely recommend it. Uh, you don't want to just keep going out there and running long, slow miles. Um, what I would do differently now than when I did marathon is I would throw in something like Tabata hit. You know, things that get your body burning, um, burning the muscles. And I say burning the muscles, but building the muscles really in a different way. So tapping into every arsenal that you can possibly think of. Um, totally a great thing. God, these are like amazing questions. God, this has been so much fun. It's brought me back to, uh, it's brought me back to my days and it's actually like making me want to train for an endurance event again. Um, so stay tuned guys. Like, but I would love to help you if you're thinking about doing an event and you need some guidance and some help. I would love to be that person for you. So just reach out. Um, we can chat. So next are foods to avoid. So this actually gets into very similar to what I talk about a lot, which is gut health. And, you know, if you have your gut in a better place, your athletic performance will be better. So some food groups that I would really... Uh, advise you strongly to start thinking about trying to lessen, eliminate, because these are inflammatory foods. And like I said earlier, if you can reduce inflammation, you speed up recovery time. And that allows you to uh, train um, differently. You can, you know, train harder, but smarter, actually. You know, you're not running on a Tuesday and your legs are still heavy and lead feeling on Friday or Saturday. So dairy, gluten, and sugar. 
So these are all inflammatory food groups. So these are all things that, you know, if you really could um, avoid them as much as possible. Now, I know a lot of people say, oh, you know, chocolate milk after a long run is like one of the best recovery foods. I get what they're, where they're coming from with the protein and the carbs, but maybe doing an almond, chocolate almond milk, milk instead. Still getting some sugar in there, but at least you're avoiding the dairy. The dairy is huge. So those are some things, just some plant and seeds for you guys. So foods to eat. I also had that question, like, again, fruits and veggies, healthy fats, getting omega-3s in all the omegas, getting an avocado. Avocado's awesome. Nuts and seeds, you know, getting the butters in, like almond butter, are all um, ways to replenish your body, and obviously protein, um, depending on female and male out there, we're looking at, you know, one to two grams of protein per pound of body weight, maybe even 0.5, depending out there, but 0.5 to two um, grams of protein per pound of body weight, and just eating whole foods, like shopping at the exterior of the store, you know, that's where you're going to get your most bang for your buck and the best food options. So I mentioned couch to 5K because some of you are like, you know what, right now I have hardly ran a step, but I know that this is in my heart and soul that I want to do this. So how do I build my stamina from short, maybe it's just to the couch or to the refrigerator, to long distance? It's a build up process. Um, You know, start with walking um, and build to like running for a minute walking for five minutes, running for a minute, you know, and then just changing that ratio so you almost, you get to the point where you're flip-flopping, you're running for five minutes, and you're walking for a minute, and then you just continue to build. I like building on time because it's a, a easy, easily measured. Um, You know, maybe you're running, now you're at the point, like, I can run for 10 minutes, and then every week you're adding, you know, a couple minutes onto your longest run that you do. Um, it's just continuing to push the envelope, and if you're a new runner, that's a great way to do it. If you're kind of if you're building from like a 5k, you know, make your goal. Maybe you put a 10k race on your schedule. Like know that if you're starting from a very beginner status, like you want to give yourself a little bit more time to train for these events. You know, if you're a pretty veteran runner, like you could, you could get yourself ready for a marathon in, you know, 10 weeks, 10 to 12 weeks, depending on what your base mileage is or what training you've been doing, even if you haven't been running a lot, like I talked about earlier. Um, But it's really, you know, 16 weeks is a great amount of time for someone that just has some sort of athletic base. Um, and then if, you know, you have a longer road ahead of you, some people will say, you know what, I'm going to do this race in the year. And that's great. Like that gives you time to try do a 5k, do a 10k, do a half marathon if you want to, but just get comfortable and be smart and not be injured because so many people will hurry to get to that quote unquote finish line and get injured along the way. So we don't want that. We don't want that at all. So, um, I hope that was, like, so helpful. I, it was so fun for me to go back and and really think about the things that I used to do. And back when I was doing marathons, 
I definitely was not doing things the way I would do them today. Um, I learned, I've learned a lot since, you know, my last marathon. I've done four marathons and, um, you know, I did Disney with team and training. I qualified for Boston. So I ran Boston. I did the Philly marathon and I did the Marine Corps and, you know, they were great. But uh, I definitely learned a lot since I did those races and I've changed the way that I train people because of that. So, again, it's all about getting prepared. And if you have questions, if you have any further questions, reach out to me. Uh, Again, um, if this podcast helped you out, this episode was helpful for you, let me know. if you could take the time to subscribe and, you know, uh, give me a review, that would be awesome. That gives me the ability moving forward to make my episodes even more for you. Uh, it gives me the feedback that I need. So with that being said, the time is now. If something's on your heart, if there's an event that you're like every year it comes up and you're like, I want to do that. Make this the year you do it. You know, put yourself first and you can do this. You can do this and you don't have to do it alone. That's the beauty. I'm here. I love this. I love this. I love this. So you have that. You're here for a reason. You're listening to this. You're watching this, whatever it is, for a reason. And so listen to that calling and go for it. And, but do it, do it responsibly, do it the right way. And, um, yeah, I'm excited for you and excited for all your ventures. So there's a better way to heal. There's a better way to train and let's do this the right way. So I look forward to hearing from you again, check everything out. Um, on all things podcast, all things YouTube want to hear from you. Let's grow this community. Let's make an impact that's what this life is all about is touching lives and that's why i'm here so until the next time be happy be healthy and i will talk to you soon